Welcome to uh, the Ben Briggs podcast. This is uh, Ben Briggs. It's all in the name. It's finally happened, people. Finally happened. I've stopped the procrastinating. I have actually done it. People said it wouldn't happen. People, a lot of people said it shouldn't happen, but it's happening right now. This is it. This is the uh, the Ben Briggs podcast. First episode. That's it. Coming at you through the internet or radio waves or however the hell this happens uh, through space as well, I imagine. Um, that's what they say, don't they? That's what they say. All the radio waves are out there just winging their way through space for some geeky little alien to listen to at some point with his big fucking moon head, I imagine. Everything's out there, isn't it? Hitler's speeches, just this and Hitler's speeches. That's all that geeky little alien sitting in his mum's cellar, I imagine, with social issues, just sitting on his own. Is one day going to be listening to this. So uh, thank you for listening to it. This is the first time uh, I've ever done a podcast and I finally got off my ass and actually putting it out there and doing it. So thanks for listening uh, to this, the first, first ever one. And I ain't going to lie to you, it feels weird. It feels a little bit weird talking to nobody, hoping that people are going to listen to it. But um, yeah, it feels a bit strange at the moment, but uh, it's, uh, it's feeling like I've actually got off my ass and actually done something. So this is the first one, Tuesday, 7th of May, sitting in my flat in Northampton talking to you people the day after, the day after bank holiday. Oh, did you have a good one out there, people of the UK, with um, the lovely weather and uh, the lovely uh, bank holiday that we've just had, that extra day to stop you going into the fucking job that you fucking hate so you've spent it with your family who you mildly hate a little bit less than your job. But that's it. Everybody in the UK had a bank holiday yesterday and I did nothing with it. Nothing at all. Didn't go out at all. England, Scotland, Wales, I think. I think they're the only people who get the bank holiday. Northern Ireland, maybe. Southern Ireland, no idea. I don't even think they get bank holidays. I don't even think they've got banks anymore, to be perfectly honest. I think they got relegated, didn't they? Didn't they get relegated with Greece a few years ago? And no longer got any banks or anything. They have no currency. I imagine they just their economy is just held up by limericks and fucking Guinness memorabilia. That's it. If you buy anything out there, I think now you just you need a chicken or you need a week shopping. You just take along a couple of Guinness shot glasses, one of those stupid fucking Guinness hats with a ginger beard stuck to it. And just pass that over as currency. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a stereotype. Maybe. But yeah, it was uh, it was a nice day on the old bank holiday yesterday. So uh, a lot of day drinking going on. A lot of day drinking. I popped out, saw a lot of people outside in the sunshine, in the old sunshine, as uh, 
Oasis would say. Doing a bit of day drinking. Oh, that is the worst. It's the worst. I, I stayed off it yesterday, man. Just couldn't do it. Day drinking is just the fucking worst, man. It's the day drinking is the closest you get to feeling like being a crack addict without actually uh, taking crack. It's just one of the worst things that you can do, man. I went out like two weeks ago, two weeks today. I did a bit of day drinking myself. So I uh, met up some people, uh, people I know, my old acquaintances, friends, at a push, my old acquaintances, probably uh, more likely. And we went out uh, went out for a day drinking session, man. Oh, starting at 12 o'clock midday. Nobody should be starting a day drinking session at 12 o'clock midday, man. Nobody should be starting at that time. It just feels wrong. It feels exciting at the time because it feels like naughty, like you're doing something exciting. But, um, yeah, we all got there. About, about, well, the three of us got there at 12. You get your stragglers that come along as well, don't you? Come across, come along a little bit later at one or two, but three of us started at 12, and by 5 o'clock I was fucking hammered, and there was only three of us left. People had come and gone probably round about 3 o'clock to pick up their kids from school because they're responsible parents. And I was still there at 5 o'clock. Oh, man. Miserable, miserable experience that was. And then going to McDonald's afterwards just to try and soak up some of that booze with um with five lots of fries that's 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 what i ordered five large fries and a chocolate milkshake i sort of walked in and i knew i'd had a drink because i walked in like and slung the door open like i was like walking into a saloon after somebody had stolen my horse or something out of a western walked up to the counter and uh, ordered what I wanted, and then the guy passed me the change, and I did the drunken thing. Ah, oh, that drunken thing of opening my palm and my hand and then turning around to walk off with it. And all the change went everywhere, all over the floor. Ah, oh, that's when you know you're drunk, and you're surrounded by sober people, five o'clock in the afternoon, man. Ah, oh, people there with their kids. Dads who haven't seen their kids for a couple of weeks, taking them out for their special meal, just to keep in touch with the children they don't see, and I'm there scrabbling around on the floor, oh, for some change. There was actually five p left on the floor, and some woman came over with her kids and said, "There's five p. You still got five p over there on the floor." And I turned and just went, "I think we're both better than that." And she looked at me as if I just fucking whipped my knob out in front of her kids, barely just shielding her kids from me. She knew. She knew I was drunk. She knew I was drunk. Um, so that was that was my last experience today drinking. And a lot of people were doing it yesterday on the old bank holiday. Beautiful having an extra day, isn't it? Especially when the weather's nice. Although I did did not use it like that. I stayed in doing stuff. Didn't even go away. A lot of people, there's two types of people on a bank holiday. You either go out day drinking or you go away and you do something. You use that extra day to just go away for the weekend. Maybe you went to the coast. Maybe you're one of those people. Go down to the coast, get some of that lovely British sea air, that biting wind, 
get that chilled complexion about yourself. Did you? Did some of you do that? Did you? You get away down to Blackpool. Oh Jesus, that's a hell of a, that's a fucking hellhole. I went to Blackpool last year. Like I was doing a gig. I think where was I? I was at the Comedy Station doing a gig, and we. I stayed at Blackpool. I actually stayed in Blackpool that weekend. Oh, that is a fucking depressing place, man. It is. It's like it's like Blackpool. The only way I can just sort of describe Blackpool is like it's like Las Vegas in the Great Depression. That's what it feels like. It just feels like run down, horrible. Need some money behind it. Definitely need some money behind it. But I stayed there. We stayed in a, a hotel overnight. Did the gig. And then we got to the hotel about four o'clock or something in the afternoon, uh, waiting to do the gig that night, and uh, booked into the hotel. £120 per night at this hotel, and you think, oh, this is going to be lovely, £120 per night. It would have been in the 1920s, I imagine. Would have been a beautiful place in the 1920s, but they hadn't fucking redecorated it since then. They hadn't even looked at it since then. They hadn't even run a fucking carpet sweeper or a hoover around since then, I don't think. But yeah, did the gig. Nice. Went out. Down by the seaside. Had a little uh, look across the beach, which was basically um, an ashtray. Uh, If you've ever been to Blackpool Beach, you'll know this. It is an ashtray with grains of sand sprinkled lightly in between the fagbots. That's what it is. With a massive wall at the front, it's got like steps coming down like to the beach and a massive wall as if they're expecting, still expecting the Germans to be invading or something. Just a massive sea wall, just pure concrete. None of this uh, Mediterranean beach or anything like that. We're always... Uh, ready for attack on this island, it seems. Anyway, they are at Blackpool. Not um, not what you'd really want to attack anyway, to be honest. Not unless uh, there was a massive shortage of kiss-me-quick hats and fucking sticks of rock. But, uh, yeah, going out in Blackpool at night was horrendous. The prime beachfront area. This is this will tell you about the sort of clientele that Blackpool gets. The, cr- uh, the prime beachfront property. Uh, like right on the beach, right at the front where you'd expect all the nice shops or like the restaurants and things like that. They've got a pound land, a pound land, right? The primest property in Blackpool that you could get. And there's a fucking pound land there. You know, I'm on holiday, but uh, I still want to buy uh, cheap cleaning products. So, um, that all comes into focus with that. Lovely. Brilliant. What a result. Poundland. Poundland and a Sports Direct. Just in case you haven't bought enough Lonsdale sportswear with you, there's still a place where you can get those last-minute bargains in uh, Blackpool, right on the seafront. But, uh, yeah, we went out um, We went out at night after the gig as well. Jesus, that was... Uh, we went into a little, uh, little place, uh, like, for a drink afterwards. Um just to celebrate making people laugh or um, or not making people laugh. Actually, it was quite a nice gig, to be fair. It was all right and busy and not too cunty either, which is uh, always, always a good thing with the audience there. 
Um, but yeah, it was a nice little gig. But we went out afterwards and went for a drink afterwards. And uh, we found this little place. It was sort of like out the way. Um, I think it was a restaurant or something like that. But it, it had a DJ who was just playing like CDs. I had a DJ. He was just like playing CDs. You know, like he, he had no need to invest in vinyl. He just needed CDs. And he was wearing, he was sort of like wearing a dicky bow and, um, and a shirt. He looked like a bouncer who'd basically just taken over DJ duties. You know, just in case you got out of order, he'd probably kick you out. But he could only really give you a kick in outside for about three minutes until he needed to change the next song. So there's a limit to his violence, I imagine, uh, which, 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 which is always quite nice to know. Um, but we went out there and there, there was, um, it got to about 11 o'clock, 11.30, I think. And I remember seeing somebody walk by with a baby in a baby carriage. Yeah, I just got a baby. I'm taking my baby out for the night. You know, it's 11.30. She was pissed as well. Having a child should not get in your way of experience of uh, getting yourself absolutely shit-faced. But fair play to her. She had a baby with her. Good old girl. But maybe you did something like that this weekend. Maybe maybe you went across to the coast. Who knows? I hope you had a good time. Um, this is, uh, as I say, I, I did very little. I did very little yesterday. I stayed in. I watched a few things on Netflix. The future of entertainment. Uh, I watched a little bit of that. A uh, little, little documentary on Netflix as well. Yeah, I know. Improving myself. I watched uh, a documentary about the circus on Netflix. I know. That's what it's come to. I've hammered Netflix like the last couple of weeks and watched everything I wanted to watch. And then it, you, you sort of like start getting desperate, don't you? And you think, oh, that might be mildly interesting watching that. So um, so I watched this documentary uh, on the circus and it was just awful. Oh, man. It was just, the circus is basically, it was basically, by the looks of it, it was just slavery for people with a mild talent. That was it. You've got people, like, juggling and shit like that, and it was just, oh, it, it was, I think it was meant to be a nostalgic look back at the circus, and it just highlighted all of the worst things about the circus that had ever happened. It was just, uh, the best thing about it was, like, some of the names and that, because obviously you have the freak show and stuff. Oh, man. Have the freak show. There was a, there was a, this, the guy who was billed, and everything's billed as the greatest show on earth. Every single circus was the greatest show. This is the greatest, great show. And then there were so many great, great, great. It was like a, a, a linear line, uh, line of, um, like, this was the greatest show. No, this is the greatest show. No, this is the greatest. This is the greatest. That's the greatest. This is the greatest. Yeah, it was all the greatest, but some of the names, man, are the people. Ah, oh, uh, the smallest man in the world, like one of the circuses, and his name was Admiral Dot. <laughs> oh, man, I'm still laughing about it. Ah, oh, still laughing about it now. Admiral Dot. It was one of the... I, I was laughing at that for ages, and he was just standing there. <laughs> oh, just standing there in his own little admiral's uniform, looking really regal, actually, but you know that people would just come in to look at him and freak out a little bit. Bearded women, any any sort of, like, freak they had, 
you know, tall people, it's nice to see that they could still earn a living back then. Um, but Jesus, people just coming around to gawp at them must have been horrendous. But that was the only, that, that that's, that's, it goes to show sort of like lack of entertainment value that they had back then in the 1800s and that. People would get excited about going to see freaks at the circus. Bearded, bearded women who just look, oh, they, they had a, they had a recollection from like one of the bearded women saying that she thought having a job finally would give her self-respect. Nope, not that job. It wouldn't, not people just <laughs> coming to look at you. And you can't shave that off, can you? Like if you said, you're not going to meet many people unless people have got a beard fetish. You're not really going to meet many people. I think she died single and you couldn't shave it off, could you? Because you, you've just instantly lost your employment. Just instantly lost it. It was definitely, definitely a time when things like uh, health and safety and things like that just didn't. Nobody gave a shit about it. I think there was a there was a fire like in one of the big tops and they were huge. They were about the size of a football pitch or something like that, I think. And they had like three rings inside them. And there was just, there was a fire in one of them one night. And um, it just like went up in flames in seconds. Because, as they pointed out, they used to uh, weatherproof the big top tents with um, with gasoline. You know, what's the worst thing that could happen there if you're weathering, uh, weatherproofing a big top with uh, gasoline? You know. This is a time when people smoked inside. This is a time when people didn't give a fuck about smoking. It's a time when people smoked when they were fucking asleep and they're weatherproofing like a big top with uh, gasoline. So obviously it just went up like a fire. Um, <laughs> like, you know, just went up in fire fucking quick. 130 people died like when this fire went in. 130-odd people or something like that. And uh, they say they actually made a statement afterwards for the next circus, just the next circus, not like like all of the circuses, but just the next circus. They were thinking about giving a percentage of profits to the victims. They don't give a fuck. Just collateral damage. Just collateral damage. Uh, oh, Jesus. It was just like the worst types of just the worst type of thing. All of those times, you know, the show must go on. Sweep those ashes away. We've got another performance. Get rid of those bodies. Come on. We've got to get the elephants through there. <laughs> oh, man. And it was just everything. Just everything about like it. I think it was meant to, like I say, I think it was meant to be like a nostalgic look back, but it was just like the worst types of everything. Like white people, like the white, the white workers, like who put up the tents and everything. They wouldn't work with the black guys. They wouldn't work with black people. So they had to hire specifically white people just to put up the tents because they just, ah, fucking human beings are awful, man. Just the worst type of people at that that day and age where life, <laughs> life didn't matter one fuck like to anybody. Yeah, so that was one thing I watched. Jesus Christ, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, 
Absolutely awful. I tell you what, something that's pissed me off this week that I um that I saw on um that I saw on the Facebook. I don't know if it, you guys have seen this. Have you seen the new Gillette advert, man? Oh, I know people were talking about it like a couple of months ago, and I thought I'd check it out because I don't really watch normal TV anymore. I just watch Netflix, so I don't see the fucking adverts coming up. And I saw that advert, the Gillette advert, for years and years. Their their slogan used to be the best a man can get. The best man, the best a man, <laughs> the best man can get. Sounds like an advert for the fucking, for fire or the fucking, the wheel for the first time, didn't it? The best man can get. This is going to revolutionise our society. But the best a man can get for their uh, advert. And now, uh, I think they've changed it to the best men can be. And it's like they've they've sort of like incorporated the Me Too movement into their fucking advert because obviously, you know, why not be able to try and sell razors off the pack of uh, people being sexually assaulted? That's what that's that's essentially what it is, isn't it? These corporations who are incorporating it. Um yeah, just try just trying to sell razors back off the back of sexual assault. Hashtag me too as well. The, the fucking balls behind that is fucking amazing. It's just the bollocks behind that thinking, ah, oh, you know, like because you know them, you know Gillette are losing money massively because everybody's got a fucking beard these days. Like, like the women in the circus. Everybody's just decided to grow a beard. Um, not me, but... Um, Everybody's decided to grow a beard, so they've thought, holy shit, we are losing fucking shitloads of cash. How can we be relevant again? But I tell you what, the the thing that pissed me off the most about it was the fact that uh, the tagline, um, because I Googled it online just to have a look at it, just to sit here getting angry about how... uh, how how their marketing is like um deeply cynical but uh i tell you the thing that annoyed me about it was like a spokesman from Gillette who said the that he wants men to hold themselves accountable that's it now i've got i'm not just shaving now in the morning i've got to look out for serious sexual assault whilst whilst i'm shaving in the morning Fucking hell, man. I just couldn't, you know. And you know it's all for a cynical reason. You know, like, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? It's all for a cynical reason. Nobody, you know, like, I've got to go out there and now I've got to protect people from a sexual assault in the morning. Oh, why is that? Because Gillette said so. Oh, you can't do that, mate. You, over there. Oi, mate, over there. You dragging that woman into the back of the van. You can't do that anymore. I can't do that. No, you can't do that, mate. You cannot do that. Well, why can't I do that? Well, for one, Gillette would not like that shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. They wouldn't like that. No, no, no. Does that mean I can't use their razors anymore? Oh, yeah, you can still use their razors. You just you just can't drag women into the back of a van anymore. Fucking hell. Jesus. That's all. They're, they're just getting on the site, guys, man. Aren't they just getting on the zeitgeist and uh, trying to still make money out of uh, out of what's relevant today? Jesus, the fucking assholes! 
Somebody in the marketing department. What are the what are the other marketing things that they didn't take up? That's what I want to know. What are the worst, the worst, fucking, most horrendous thing? Somebody sitting in the marketing meeting going, "Oh, there's a lot of people self harming at the minute. We sell razors. Fucking hell, let's bring those two things together." Jesus, little Gillette fucking self harm kits. That'll be the next thing that comes out. How cynical is that, though? Fucking bastards. Anyway. Um, that was one thing that annoyed me this week that I saw. Um, yeah, that was one of the things I saw on Facebook, I think, and I had to delve into it. And that's what you, that's what you, uh, that's what you do in it. Like you go down a little wormhole on Facebook or just get annoyed with people. Body, uh, oh God, yeah, the body positive girl. Uh, it was one, uh. One post I saw on Facebook and somebody going on and on about ugh, being body positive. I, what was it? She said something like, I've, I've never had real confidence until she was a big girl. It's always it's, it's always big, fat people who say this. It's never a skinny model or anything like that, is it? It's never a skinny model who, uh, who comes across with it. But uh, I never had real felt uh, body positive and beautiful until I started loving myself. And then all of a sudden, oh, God. And then there's pictures of her just for God knows why she was in her underwear. I don't know. She took, she just wanted to take a picture in her underwear, I think, and everybody to put underneath. Oh, you're so... But she kept going on and on and on. About, and you, oh. At the end of it, you're just thinking, oh, shut up, fatty. You know, it's a, it's a lot easier. Isn't it? It's a lot easier than going to the gym, taking a uh, taking a picture of yourself in your underwear, isn't it? Maybe she does love herself. Maybe she does. But if she if she did love herself, why she, why is she making such a big deal about it? That's what I that's what I wanted to know. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of good things out there, isn't there? You know, being positive about the way you are and the way you look and that. But when you go on and on and on, like she was. Like she was a suck fucking supermodel or something, you know. That's what they were, you know, like trying to make out, like in the comments and that sort of thing, and how she's fucking heroic for just taking a picture of herself in her underwear. And, you know, like she ain't getting a modeling contract, not unless, you know, I don't know. Not as a, not as a land mammal anyway, you know. <laughs> She's not getting a she's not getting a modeling contract for that. But good on her. Good on but it was just that whole I'll tell you what it was. It was the smugness of it. It was the smugness of having put no effort into keeping her body in any form you know, form of human shape whatsoever. No you know, like she you know, she was big. She was a big girl and people are slapping her on the back for overeating. Basically, you know, like shove some more fucking eclairs in your mouth. Get them in there. You know, you're a hero every time you fucking have a chocolate milkshake. Every time. Oh, let's applaud that. Fucking, you know, we've got to, we've got to draw the line somewhere, I think. We've got to draw the line where, you know, there's a good thing to be confident within yourself and that. But don't get, don't try and get slapped on the back for just being greedy. You know, 
I'm not sure. Maybe that's a little bit too harsh. Maybe she's been struggling with a weight for a while and just thought, fuck it. This is my way out. It does seem like a way out. This is my way out of not doing anything and just remaining the way I am until some poor bastard's got to be a pallbearer at a funeral. And when that broken back happens in 40 or 50 years' time, I'm sure he's not going to, whoever's carrying a coffin, he's not going to think she's a hero. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell, how are we getting on? Let's have a look at this. 28 minutes, shit, man. 28 minutes, and I have been ranting and sounding off. Um, I I was hoping to look for half an hour per episode, so we're there or thereabouts at the minute. Um... I'm not too sure uh, uh, what else we can say. Just like, uh, really, just follow this podcast. If you uh, if you if you like it, it's going to be coming out every week, uh, possibly on a Tuesday. It's basically me just chatting uh, like this every week. Um, so uh, follow us on. Uh, on the Podbean website, that's who it's through, and I'll get it on iTunes, and it's going to be a regular thing. I might do a few little episodes, maybe at the weekend, just a quick 15-minute or something, but I'm kind of finding my way with it at the minute. So anyway, thank you for listening, um, and uh, tune in tune in again next time. That sounds like a fucking weird sort of like 1970s TV program that they used to say... <laughs> Same time, same channel. But uh, thanks for listening and um, fucking did it. Smashed out the first episode. There you go. If you've got a dream, you can do it. Accomplish that dream. This was not the dream, but it was just getting off my ass um, to actually do something. Um, So thanks for listening again. um, And I'll be back. possibly at the weekend with a little bit of a shorter one or maybe another half hour, but we'll, uh, we'll see what we get away with. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care.